1: you wouldn't talk so must have another let a car get away so suppose nobody stops cars, huh? they'll stop, all right it's all a matter of knowing how to hail them oh, and you're an expert, I suppose expert? I'm going to write a book about it called The Hitchhiker's Hail there's no end to your accomplishments, isn't there? you think it's simple, huh? no, no well, it is simple it's all that old thumb, see? yeah now, some people do it like this or uh, like this all wrong never get anywhere oh, the poor thing yeah, boy but that old thumb never fails it's all a matter of how you do it, though. You know, now you take number one, for instance. That's a short, jerky movement, like this. That shows independence. You don't care whether it's top or not. You got money in your pocket, see? Clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but number two, that's a little wider movement. Smile goes with this one, like this. That means you got a brand new story about the farmer's daughter. Mm-mm. You figured that out all by yourself. Yeah, that's nothing. That, number three. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's the pitiful one. You know, when you're broke and hungry, everything looks black. That's a long sweeping movement like this. Gotta follow through, though. Oh, that's amazing. Hmm? Yeah, but it's no good, though, if you haven't got a long face to go with. Here comes the car. Okay, now watch me. I'm going to use number one. Keep your eye on that thumb, baby, and see what happens. I still got my eye on the thumb. Something must have gone wrong. Try number two. When you get to 100, wake me up. that book, after all. Yeah, I'll think of all the fun you had, though. Do <laughs> you mind if I try? You? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a smart, Alex. Nobody knows anything but you. I'll stop a car, and I won't use my thumb. What are you going to do? The system on my own.
2: When it says Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on the label, 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 nothing's better, better, better on your table, 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 cause we think you'll agree it's hard to find a canned vegetable that's... Younger, tender, rounder, sweeter.
3: Redder, moister, brighter, crisper. On the Libby's
1: label is a note that says we challenge you to find a better can of vegetables. But we
2: think you'll agree it's hard to find one that's... Younger, tender, rounder, sweeter. Redder, moister, brighter, crisper, young...
1: This is Jimmy Shine from SoCal Speed Shop and the host
2: of Car Warriors. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial.
0: Okay, we're live. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Welcome, listeners. I'm your show host, Robert. And we're uh bass-ackwards tonight because uh I got my head screwed on wrong. Anyway, run to your computers and Google Tentalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Pandemonium. Total chaos. But anyway, be sure and visit our website, gulfstreammotorsports.com. That's where you'll find our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And you can listen to our last 209 shows we've done over the last four and a half years. And... uh don't forget to like us on Facebook. I've got two Facebook pages. I've got Nostalgia Radio Cars and Gulfstream Motorsports. matter of fact, check out some pictures because we had some real cool stuff going on this weekend. And uh, don't forget to check out our stuffs page. i still got a couple of uh, decals left. We've got shirts in the works, so they're going to be here. Anyway, it's been a fun, 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 fun past couple of days. We've got a great show for you and I. We've got some cool music. Uh, let me tell you about what went on this past weekend. This past weekend, we had in our own backyard in Penniless Park, excuse me, Pinellas Park, we had the uh Hera now last week we uh had some people call in for some tickets and i think some people won which they was good let me in Alan, welcome yeah. to the show you know what we forgot yeah. you got to queue up uh the saint
3: Robert needs a theme song, too. Which one would be a good one for that? The Fugitive? The
2: Fugitive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was actually a good movie. Matter of oh, fact, no, I'll tell I'm talking you about the series. The series, Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, um, you know the uh, the little clip that we played earlier with Clark Gable, yeah, and he was doing a little hitchhiking thing. We probably didn't catch the whole thing because we were yeah. too busy tripping Turning over wires circus, and our yeah. uh, microphones and stuff like that. Yeah, but anyway, um, the you you know who Bugs Bunny is, right? I've heard of him. You remember Bugs Bunny? Okay, we shouldn't just uh, we should have uh, played that clip too, but. Uh, somewhere they might be able to find it. Is that your wire? Okay, we got wires everywhere here tonight. We are just uh, having some kind of fun. But anyway, so you never notice how in the Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know, you see uh, uh, Bugs Bunny, he's standing there, and he's got a carrot in his hand, he's going, Nyeh. Nyeh. What's up, Doc? Uh, what's up, Doc?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, supposedly I was reading somewhere where in this movie that we just played the clip of with Clark Gable, uh, it came out in 1934 and starred Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert, and it was called "It Happened One Night." Um, actually, you know what? If you ever watch uh, TMC, was it Turner Classic Movies? It was just under not too long ago. Check it out. But anyway, Clark Gable staying alongside of the road and he's hitchhiking. Eat, and he's eating eat a carrot, carrot right. and so they decided to do a play on it. And of course, you know Mal Blank was the guy, the one of the uh, voices for uh, all the, the Bugsy
3: voice for everything the, in the world.
0: For uh, yeah, was it Warner Brothers all the the stuff there? Yeah, he did a bunch of other stuff too, but yeah, yeah. okay. He's on I,
3: Jack Benny show.
0: <laughs> he was yeah. The, yeah yeah well he was everywhere. But anyway, yeah. but he did a lot of the uh, cartoon uh, voiceovers. But anyway, so that's kind of where that came from, and that's kind of why we did that. The reason I played the Libby Libby Libby's commercial is because I got an email today from somebody off Facebook that I hadn't seen since the 70s. And this friend of mine, nice person, nice girl, I met her a long time ago, and uh, you know how it is, you know, Facebook's one of those things where it's kind of a big social thingy, and you just never know who's going to contact you. It's kind of cool, but um, anyway, her sister, her sister's name was Libby, and we used to joke about the the vegetable commercial libby 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 on the label 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 so uh laura this goes out for you if you're tuned in uh, i know you befriended this on facebook here today and you know i do a weekly radio show so this goes out to you and your sister and let's see what else we got going on. oh hey this you know what my notes are in the other room i am just totally uh beside myself here let me just sit beside myself here okay hey we need some sound effects what the hell is wrong with you all
2: This is Optimus Primer Button. What are you people? On dope?
0: Good. You guys are on cue tonight. Um, anyway, on my uh my 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 list of things to do. Okay, so what we got coming up here in the next couple of weeks? And uh the end of the month, I think we've got up in Michigan, Detroit, we've got the Concourse de America. And uh that is the 727th of this month. Wow. That's uh in two weeks. Three weeks, two weeks, three weeks. What have we got? Do we got the Yeah, that's are the are you weeks. People? On dope? Yeah. <laughs> um let's see. We got uh the Bonneville Speed Week's coming up on the, in the first weekend of April and August. Wow, that was in Nashville this year, right? Pardon me? They having that in Nashville this <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, uh, no, this is out, uh, in, in, in Utah. Wendover, right. Wendover, yeah. Um, which is actually right there on the Nevada border. It's kind of like right there, Idaho. Uh, Utah and Nevada, kind of like, and it's very, very hot there. And what's, what's, what's weird is you gotta drive like a, an hour to get to a motel because the next city, like I think it's Wendover. Yeah, you can't yeah. get there from here. No,
3: you can't you get can't. anywhere from there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, so that's, uh, so the Bottomfield Speed Week's going on are gonna take place in a couple of weeks. Or, no, first, uh, that's a month, in about a month. And I think we're gonna have a guest on that, uh, that's a frequent, um, Participant at uh, Bonneville Speed week. So that should be pretty cool. Matter of fact, we did an aligner here a few minutes ago with uh, Jimmy Shine. Jimmy Shine's out there all the time. He races uh, something out there at uh, Bonneville, and he also participates out in the uh, Dry Lakes out there in uh, Southern Cal. And then, of course, one of my favorite shows, which takes place in about a month and a half, and that's Monterey Car Week, Pebble Beach, Laguna Seca vintage races. So that should be a ton of fun. And then, of course, also, I think within that same week, they got the uh, Woodward Dream Cruise, which takes place in Dearborn. And then at the end of the month, 827, wow, weekly. there's so much stuff going on. In August, there's a lot of stuff going on. August is really the hottest time of the year, and you've got all these events going on. But most of them are out west, so it's really not that bad. I mean, the Bonneville Speed Week thing, I think that can be kind of toasty out there. I've never been there, but I'm looking forward to it sometime. But uh Auburn Auction, that will be the end of the month, too, in August, so that should be a lot of fun. Of course, then, Thursday is Quaker State, a local deal. Wednesday night, which is tomorrow night, which is the night we used to have our TV show, TV, TV show? show? No, radio, radio show. show. I'm, I'm optimistic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, radio show used to be on Wednesday nights, and uh, now I'm glad we're on Tuesday nights because now I can go to some of this stuff. Because at Quaker State on Wednesday night, they've got uh, Bike Night, and then they've got uh, Test and Tune out at uh, Showtime Speedway, right. or Raceway, formerly uh, uh, Sunshine. Uh, Fit Burger's is on uh, Friday. Friday yeah. yeah, and then Friday night, also up on 19 uh, at the Boston Market is another little car show. So that's kind of cool. So, hey, we got something on the uh, turn up table there. As a matter of fact, because the Hair Palooza was this weekend, it was actually a pretty good concert because they had Winger, they had Great White, they had uh Slaughter. um Is it Stone Gray? Was that the name of it? A gray Stone, something like that? Band. And then there was uh, another band. It was a local rock band. I can't remember the name. Um... Sobriety X was the name of the band. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. And our very own Artie Fletcher was the MC there. I'm
1: trying to think, but nothing happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we need that laugh. We need that Artie laugh. Artie Fletcher, a man Will Rogers never met.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. um, so in honor of those guys, okay, I got a chance to meet uh, Mark Slaughter, and I got a chance to meet Kip Winger. So, for the first song that we're going to do tonight, we're going to play... Uh, I think a Slaughter song, right? It's called uh, Up All Night, which is one of their number one hits. So, uh, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Uh, Other than that, you know, Al and I, we need to talk about Volvos, because, you know, the Volvo, you and I went and looked at a couple weeks ago? Yeah. It's surfacing again. It's out there, and the whole world knows about it. No one loves the car. No one loves the car. Yeah. Okay. It's got it's it's it, it, aged yeah. nicely. Yeah. Not like a fine wine though. Like it's sort of like um like a derelict like That God
3: free guys got cancer in the career <laughs> yeah.
4: The car's got <laughs> <rough>. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So anyway, hey, we got slaughter playing right now, up all night, and you're tuned into the stop of cars. Do not go away. We will be right back. We got a great guest for you this evening. This
2: is yeah. I'm a doctor. I love you.
1: out there, Peabody and Sherman here, set the playback machine.
0: Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a free drink.
2: Hey, this is Danny the Count
3: Coker from Counting Cars out here in Las Vegas, and I love listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you better listen to them, too.
0: Okay, we're back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Danny. Alan, what we were talking about earlier, we are talking about the Volvo, right? Right. Okay, but anyway. Uh, Volvo that no one wants. The Volvo that nobody wants. Okay, let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, yeah, big shout out to my buddy uh, at Cop Cars Online. I was down there the other day. They got some pretty cool squad cars. So if you guys are looking for a really cool squad car, they got a bunch of Expeditions and they're now, some late model ones and some Ford F-150s. Give them a call at 727 536 727 536 Can I just screw that up?
3: I don't know. I just come here for the entertainment. You just come here. My mind
0: is, we got that one little clip queued up.
4: <laughs>
0: you know what? <laughs> I've been saving this all day because this is a funny one. Just go ahead and roll it. Who this guy I think he is? The president or something?
3: I don't know if you. some of you remember this, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying the first year that when, when we first came to the White House, we had to establish like a really firm rule about crack hide during the week.
2: Um, there is no crack in our pie. He's throwing this thing up. And
3: Michelle,
1: maybe they're looking at that very sweet big buddy of
2: <laughs> Yeah,
5: how about that?
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> uh, we had to do that because that's actually kind of a little slightly edited version of Brother Brack. Talking about uh, cracking his pies.
1: I inhaled. Yeah, how about that?
0: They actually yeah. recorded that, so we just we just had to have some fun with that. Anyway, my son Bobby is on the controls tonight because Cedric's on the phone. So Bobby, without a net, without a net. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, that's what makes the show interesting. Is you know when you sit there and uh, is this what they call freestyling, Alan?
2: Watch out, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> you are just that would answer your
0: question, wouldn't
3: it? Oh, he caught me by surprise. Uh, <laughs> got, uh,
0: but anyway, <laughs> I was have to do What else would I have to do? Oh yeah, I, your buddy uh, Derek, the guy that has the A big shout out to Derek out there. He's got the uh, if you ever see it, it's a two tone blue Mercedes uh, three hundred TD wagon, and it smells like a French fry cooker going down the road. I had to go so pick up one of his his uh, motorcycle he had what broke down today, so we had to go fetch it with the truck. And um, but. It's kind of different to see a hot rod diesel station wagon. And then he was telling me about these guys out west that basically have taken a late model diesel, put the 6 owner or the, the four-valve diesel head on it, the twin cam jobby. And i got to Google this. i got to check this out. But he was telling me about this uh, Mercedes TD wagon with this killer 900, 900 pounds of torque diesel wagon that they use as a drifting car. So we have to go we have to do a little homework on that well, one. I got a
3: bonsai runner runs on french fries. Yeah.
0: That's it, man. You know, I mean, you know with the high cost of diesel, you know, if you can get some cooking oil and you can kind of refine it a little bit, you know, and the older diesels, you know, like the like the three Fords, the Mercedes early the early Mercedes diesels and the stuff Detroit like that. Diesels. The what? Detroit diesels. The Detroit diesels, yeah. yeah. All the real diesels, the real, real, diesels. The real diesels. That's real a real diesel. Yeah, the you control. can run run them on anything. You can just throw anything in the tank and and squish it and it just goes kaboom and and, and, and off you are. But uh, but uh I thought that was kind of cool because, you know, diesels are kind of uh, an underrated um, performance engine or p- potentially performance engine. Although Audi, for the last, I guess, five, six, seven years now, has basically won Le Mans consistently with their TDI, their turbo diesel injector motor, which is when it goes by you, if you're at the racetrack, if you're at, uh, you know, I don't care whether you're at Daytona, Seabrook, Se- yeah, one of those tracks, um, it just goes, All sh- you hear a whistle going by. It's just, you just hear the turbos just going... So it's, it's pretty cool. It's amazing, diesel technology. And, you know, they talk about, you know, all these alternative fuel. What was I reading the other day? Something about, um, you know, more and more stuff is coming about, about the electric cars and stuff. And, again, I, I get it. I think the electric cars are fine as an alternative okay. but not as a main source because until they get the battery technology down to a science, which I think they could, but I think politics is in a way, as usual, um, they could, uh, we could be buzzing around with a little electric the thing with
3: the electric car, too, is you still got tailpipe pollution coming out of the smokestack at the power plant, so you got to factor that, too. Oh,
0: yeah. And then the other thing that people don't realize, too, is on the uh, electric vehicles, since we don't pay, since they, the guys that own those don't, don't pay, pay road, road tax, tax. So ride, drive for they, free. well, no, they don't. Well, what they pay registration. Well, they get, they get hammered at the other end. So, yeah, you're right, on the registration end of it, supposedly, in some states, and then what some states are doing is they're levying an, an additional tax on those kind of cars. But anyway, we're not here to talk about electric cars or modern-day cars or anything like that. We're here to talk about about, about carburetors and points. Carburetors and points, yes. And how you set your points is you get your mess book cover out, or. Uh,
3: you could do really do it the fancy way, get an analog dwell meter. And
0: then, you know, that's too sophisticated for me <laughs> because that, that has two extra wires coming off of it yeah. that I don't know, and a gauge that I have to read. It really only has two wires. It only has two wires? Yeah. So there's not three, there's just no, two. Just okay, two. cool. Anyway, hey, I think they're we got like to. I'm your show host, Robert. And they're all like. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Okay>.
3: <laughs>
0: anyway, I think we're getting
3: up to altitude here, or are we just still running along at 10,000 feet?
0: Uh, are we at 10,000 below sea level? You know, <laughs> but uh, we're like in <laughs> <juggle on> a <laughs> juggle <laughs> on a submarine. Way to go, Bob. Hey, uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go uh, fire up the turntable. We've got another song coming up. Then we've got another clip coming up. And I think it's time to get our guest on because this guy is really cool. Speaking of hot rods and rat rods and all kinds of cool rods, this gentleman's got a TV show. So we definitely want to get this guy on the air and talk a little bit about him. So, Bobby, go ahead and roll the, uh, or drop the needle in the groove, as they say. Here we go. Now, this goes out. This is uh, Winger. I'm 17 since they were. Uh, that's the hair palooza this weekend, so we're gonna play. They want to let me in. They yeah, <laughs> You got
3: no. You're a hairless palooza, John balding.
0: But anyway, so hey, get tuned into the sub video cars, and we will be right back. And uh anyway, don't go away. Don't touch that dial.
2: So puked out. Better luck next time, fool. <laughs> Listen, punk. To me, you're nothing but <laughs> you understand? And a lot of things can happen to <laughs> It can be scraped up with a shovel off the ground, it can dry up and blow away in the wind, or it can be stepped on and squashed. So take my advice. Be careful with a dog. class act, Callahan. A
3: real class This is Big Haas from Pawn Stars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hi, this is Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and
0: Cars. And we're back, and I'm Robert, and I'm Alan, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And it it's time to introduce our special guests for the evening. So anyway, hey, you know what? There's a lot of really cool TV shows out there. A lot of them I really, really dig. And this particular show is really cool because I'm in old school hot rods, you know, being a West Coast guy and everything like that. This gentleman that we're coming on here in the next few minutes is the host of the latest and greatest cool TV show on Discovery. And it's called Las Vegas Hot Rods. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this afternoon, Steve Darnell. Steve, are you there?
5: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Vegas, Rat Rod.
0: Oh, Vegas rat rods. I'm sorry. I'll get it straight. Right. Vegas rat rods, right?
5: That's right. Yeah, okay. we gotta. I guess we gotta get that straight. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Start I, out you know what? You know what? I gotta apologize because the whole afternoon I've been uh, bass awkward here. So, uh, but anyway, Steve, how are things in Las Vegas?
5: Oh man, it's great. We just had a little bit of a rainstorm out here to cool down this hot desert, and it feels great. It's actually, you, nice right now.
0: Do you guys get those dust bowl storms like they do out in Arizona and Phoenix area?
5: Oh, man. Sometimes I, I live kind of on the outskirts of town, and I get these dust devils that come in. And, um, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Every time I just get done cleaning my pool out, one comes through and just demolishes my whole backyard. Wow. It, it happens at least once a week. So, yeah, I, I, we do. We get, a little, we get a little dirt around here, but when you live in the desert, what do you expect, you know?
0: You know what you have? You have good, clean, rust-free, solid cars, though.
5: Oh, man. We got good, clean cars. We've got no mosquitoes. I mean, not right there alone just makes me want to stay here forever.
0: Wait a minute, you you guys got scorpions?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, I just got bit by one a while ago. I was sitting in my house, had my, I had my flip flops on, and I'm going on the computer. Of course, looking for junk on the computer, and uh, yeah, I feel like I cut my foot on a piece of glass or something, and pulled my foot out. My toes bleed. My my pinky toes bleed. I'm like, what the hell was that? Kind of stumbled. It was kind of dark, so I took my phone, and I had the light on. I shined it under there. Here's this big, angry, mad scorpion staring at me. So I freak out, and I'm like, I've never been bit by a scorpion, so I don't know if you're going to die from it or what's going on. So I called my my 14-year-old son on the phone because he's, like, really into all that stuff. And I'm like, Cash, man, I just got bit by a scorpion, and I don't know if I'm going to die. What happened, man? What should I do? And he goes, first of all, Dad, you got stung by a scorpion. You get sick. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, was it clear or was it a dark one? And I go, well, it's kind of a clear one. He goes, was it a big one? I go, yeah, it was a big one. He goes, well, quit your crying, because that thing doesn't even, it's just a thing. It's not even going to hurt you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, really, it was not that big of a deal. So, But, uh, yeah, no, we have we have some kind of weird-looking um, desert bugs here, but you know what? It's It's cool. I like Vegas, man. It's a great place to live.
0: Now you grew up out there in Vegas, correct?
5: Yeah, you know, um, I was I'm a native. I was born here. My mom wound up marrying a guy from Montana when I was about five years old, so I moved up there. But I'd come here and spend, you know, every summer of my life working for my dad. My dad opened a steel yard and a steel company in probably the late '70s, and um, so I grew up basically between there and here. Um, When I graduated high school, of course, I, I was here solid for. 13 years, I worked for my dad in that steel company. So I come from just the background of, of that, you know, and, and being back and forth from, you know, living in the country for, um, you know, a certain amount of time and then coming to Vegas and living here. It was just it's a great diversity. It's kind of probably who made me who I am today.
0: Okay, cool. Give us a little background on uh, your car escapades. How did you get hooked up in cars? I mean, you, your dad was a, was a fabric, had a steel fabrication shop, right?
5: Yeah, my dad owned a um, steel company here in um, the uh, – late 70s he started it all through the 80s and the 90s and up to the 2000s um but my dad had always you know my mom and my dad you know i've heard stories of you know they all had cool cars and uh, my grandpa always had old cool cars and stuff like that and my dad was kind of a you know kind of a hot rodder you know he had 57 chevys and old stuff that he talked about all the time when i was a kid so i was like super inspired by the stories and you know watching the shows on tv like hollywood Nights and you know, stuff like that that really kind of made me feel like I was living in the 60s when I was watching it. It was kind of, a I think, an inspiration on who I am today. Just, uh, you know, watching that stuff kind of really makes you want to live that era. And I think that's what I'm doing now is I'm kind of not really living the era, but I'm, I'm I'm kind of living that style a little bit, you know what I mean? And and loving to be able to, you know, they didn't have a bunch of money back then when they were building car rods, and I think that it's just got overdone in the last, you know, 20 past years, these cars have just completely gone insane. You know, I mean, how much money can you throw at a car? You know what I mean? It's like a game. And you know, if you got the money, I guess it's cool, but you know, for ninety percent of the blue collar people in our world today, they don't have, you know, two hundred thousand bucks or hundred and fifty thousand dollars to throw at a car. So, you know, I think that's where these cars kinda come into play. It's like, you know, you can actually go out in the garage if you have any kind of fabrication skills and mechanic knowledge you can build one of these cars for, you know, thirty five grand, you know, in part. And your labor's free, of course, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to tell you how much it costs me to build these cars, you know, sometimes. But we, uh, you know, I think that it's just it's something that people are really getting into right now. And, it, it, you know, we kind of took a dive here in 2006. Everything kind of started, the market started going down. And people still love hot rods. I don't care who you are. Um, you just got to figure out another way to do it without spending so much money. And, um,
0: what was your first car? What was your first car?
5: My first car was a 1973 Dawson. I I sold my, I had a red line bicycle. I think I was 13 years old when I bought it. And, um, yeah, I mowed yards and I worked my butt off and made enough money to be able to buy this red line bicycle. And I fixed it all up and rode it for about a year. And then I was like, you know what? I'd rather have a truck. So I sold it and I bought this truck out of this guy's backyard, brought it home. I had to work on it. I mean, it took me an endless amount of trip riding another bicycle to the junkyard to get this thing where I could drive it. And, you know, I think I was, I was driving the pool when I was 14 years old just cause I, you know, I could, I could, you know, <laughs> okay. you know? I mean, if I got pulled over, oh well, you know, I mean, I, but it, it just makes you feel proud to think that you, you actually spent your money, you bought a truck. You went down to the junkyard with your little bit of money that you had, and you pillaged all these little parts to put this thing together to be able to actually transport yourself somewhere. And, of course, you know, you want to be cool for the chicks, and you can't be cool on a bicycle. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know hey, get on the handlebars. Jump on the pegs on the back. Those days are over. You know, you decided that, you know, you know, when you pulled up and you actually had a stereo in your truck and, you know, it had a heater, I mean, you know, they like that stuff. <laughs> so that was, that was my first, that was like my first adventure. And I, and I think because it was a Datsun, it was like, I didn't care what it was. You know what I mean? I really didn't. I didn't care what it was. You so I'll take anything at that point.
0: Was this a Datsun pickup truck you're talking about or a Datsun car? Yeah,
5: I was, it was a pickup truck. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool.
5: Yeah. It was orange and that orange wheels is hideous. <laughs> 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 but we. I slammed it on the ground and did a bunch of stuff to it and worked on it in my driveway. I mean, it was cool, you know. I'm glad that, you know, every kid should be able to go out and, you know, be able to try to afford their own vehicle on their own because they appreciate it. And not only that, but you'll work on it and make it run, and then you'll realize at a young age that, you know, if something's given to you, you go out and you just hammer on it and beat it and, you know, somebody fixes it for you, you're never going to appreciate nothing, you know. And I think that, you know, even my kids, I slave them to death in the shop. Working their butts off because you know times have changed. You know it's not a three hundred dollar gossin no more. It's like a ten thousand dollar truck. You know, I mean, what what twenty five years will do? You know what I mean? All of a sudden, well, that's you know, stuff's not cheap anymore.
0: Well, that's what I like about your show. See, your show is more or less kind of like for the average guy, and even the not-so-average guy, but there's a lot of us that are traditional car guys slash hot rodders, sports car guys, and we're not into paying... I mean, I can remember when you used to buy cars for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, a few hundred bucks. And drive it for five years. Yeah, drive it for five years. So that's why I I dig your show, because it's kind of like, all right, what do we do? We went to the junkyard and got our stuff, you know, and we just boned around there, and as long as we could drive, we had... it. And you can make a car look cool with just junk parts. That's... Today, it's not that well, easy
5: you know and that's the thing of it is is like come on guys i mean really do we do we really have to like take these cars and make them so just i'm just so sick and tired of just the whole frame they paint the whole frame red. i mean they just paint everything and then they put a bunch of chrome on it and at the end of the day it's really still a piece of crap you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so i mean if you're gonna have a piece of crap let it look like crap absolutely you know? don't, don't cover it up you know i mean that's all they're doing is covering them up The way I look at it is I'm kind of doing it inside out. Like, like get down there and be creative and fabricate the drivetrain for this car that is just second to none. That people will, from afar, they're so deceiving. You know, you see it and you're thinking, oh, man, I think it's a piece of crap. (laughs) But the all reality is when people actually come up and look at it, it changes their whole opinion about a rat rod. Because most of the guys that build these kind of cars are fabricators. They're skilled. They got some... They got some fields in this in this background, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of them out there that I wouldn't even sit my butt in the seat to be honest with you. But <clears throat> there is a lot of guys out there that are really taking a lot of time and a lot of uh, um, care in these vehicles to make them safe and to go have fun with them, you know. And not only that, but it gives you a chance to expose your fabrication skills in front of everybody. And that's why I'm saying there these are raw. They're, there's nothing to hide. I mean, there's no you know. These are not Tammy Faye Bakers, you know what I mean? Like, they are got some real stuff. They're
4: they're, they're
0: They're, not fake. They're Jamie Presleys, right? Yeah,
5: they're Jamie Presleys. Oh, my gosh. If
0: you ever get her on the show, please send her my way. I got Alan sitting in. He's a big Jamie Presley fan, too. an
3: enthusiast. There's a difference. Oh, okay. Joy reminded me of my (laughs) ex-wife.
5: She's beautiful. I love her. And I, just, I love the fact that she acts like she does when she's on TV. It's just, I'm like, I can see me with that chick right there because she's like totally. You know, you can see yourself hanging out with her because she don't care. You know, she's just cool, says what she wants. But, you know, that's that's pretty good. She, but she's super hot
3: too. That's going hurt. What noise? I
5: don't want to get it. I don't want to get into it. If this is live, I don't want to get into it right now. Okay, no, no, no. Let's let's talk
0: about cars. All right, all right, all right. Steve, Steve, give us your definition for the listeners and everybody of what a rat rod is. And By the way, I just want to say that you're breaking up just a little bit, so keep that in mind because I want to make sure the the is real good. But uh give okay. us give us your definition of a rat rod and the period. Now, I'm a hot rodder kind of guy, but I'm I'm in the sports shows. I kind of cross cross both lines. I'm in every car, but but I I I like I'm used to the term from a traditional standpoint hot rod. So, define rat rod.
5: Well, I think a rat rod basically is something that is seething. It's an unfinished-looking vehicle that really has got a lot of creative things in it. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost a way to express your artistic way. Okay. Now, the way it's changed is, like, you got to figure these guys in the 50s, you know, they were coming back from the war, and they were taking cars from the 20s and making hot rods out of them. Now, me personally, the hot rods are the 20s a Model A. Is is a hot rod to me. That is the hot rod era. Okay. That's where it all began, because you got to figure, you know, from the the 20s all the way up to the 40s, you know, these people didn't have money. They, you know, there was, people were broke, people were going to war. When they came out of the war and there was some money generated, that's when they were taking these cars from the 20s and it actually started making hot rods, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, so that really are, they are the forefathers of who I am today. You know, oh. these guys were basically taking flatheads out of things and putting them in cars that never came with a flathead, you know? Mm-hmm. They were putting bigger motors in these little cars, and they were taking rear ends out of Ozmobiles and putting them in a Ford and putting a tranny out of this and that. And put it. Those are the, those are the real rat rotters, if you ask me. Those are the guys that were really okay. doing it, you know? And basically, all we are is a relapse of um, of these guys that created these cars, you know, uh, 50, 60 years ago. And... Um, now we're doing it in a little bit more of a, you got to think of like the tooling we have now and the availability of things, you know, like back then they were trying to put juice brakes on a car and that was like the wheel with disc brakes of their time. You know, we now have the ability to get in Speedway wave magazine or whatever and go, Hey, I need to uh, order me some disc brake. Can you get me this and that? And you know, cause with the stop-and-go traffic that we have today in cities, you cannot drive around town with some stuff that's dangerous. I mean, you know, you're you got cell phones that are distracting now. You know, if you're driving a rat rod that's making noises, you're looking down at the floorboard and you look up, you got to slam on the brake. I mean, <laughs> number, number yeah. one, you know, number one, you need to have good brakes. I don't care what you're driving. That's true. You can make anything go fast, but how fast can you stop it? You know, that's the problem people forget about. You know, and to me you know my dad drilled that into my head he's like you know you got these cars that go super fast but you can't stop them and i'm like yeah you know you're right you know i mean you put something in there and it makes 550 horse and it don't stop you know you're you're in a bad spot you know um but i think that you know we are basically just an evolution of the 50s and i mean we do it a little different and you know we're having fun with it and we're showing off fabrication skills back then you know hell they didn't even have like a uh, you know like a uh, mid-welders much, you know what I mean? They didn't have any wire fees. They stick-welded everything together. So it was pretty cool what they did with what they had. And at that time, they thought they were the big dogs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now we've just changed it's evolved. And, you know, I'm proud to be a part of that culture and, and be able to, you know, show the world that you can still go out and find these old cars and build them fairly cheap and go have fun with your friends and your family that it isn't just like, you know, who's got the coolest paint job in the car show. I mean, I'm like, man, who's got the rustiest piece of junk out here is what I want to know. I gotta go look at this thing, you know what I mean? I gotta see what he did here. Um it's just cool. It's attractive and it's you know, whether you like it or hate it, it's still in your face. And, you know, that's how I've got where I'm at today. You know, I was the only guy at some shows that would show up with, you know, uh, um, uh this twenty twenty nine Dodge with a you know, a thousand horse twin turbo Cummins diesel and it pulling a trailer that's made out of a manure spreader with a chopper in the back of it. People are just like, you got to be kidding me, you know? But it brings a little excitement to the car shows because you can see that when you pull in there, it's like, you know, hey, so how was the car show? This is how they usually go. How was the car show? Eh, you know, same old stuff. There was a cool looking, you know, CUDA there. And, you know, there was a cool looking 57 Chevy and it was, what color was it? Oh, it was blue. And there was a black CUDA blah, blah, blah. But it was cool. You know, the same old stuff. But if you pull in there with something that is completely ridiculous, guarantee you they're text message somebody while they're looking at your car going, you won't believe what's here right now. Let me take a picture of this and send it to you. That's, that's, the, that's the point where people are like completely being changed by this culture of these, these vehicles. And, you know, like I said, they, they do have a bad rap, some of them, because people do build them out of just literally junk. And they're not, some of them are not safe. But, you know, on my end of the deal, I try to do the best I can. No matter what you do, none of them are perfectly 100% safe. But neither is a street bike either. You
4: know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah.
5: And walking down the street, you know what I mean? You can, everything is a risk in life. But this just makes it look worse, but it's really not that bad. You know what I mean? (laughs) All
0: right, so what's what's the cutoff year-wise, would you say, as far as Rat Rods? by definition. In your opinion, is it 30s, 40s, say, 50s, 60s, 70s or what?
5: You know what? I to be honest with you, like I guess it really doesn't matter too much. It depends on how you put the thing together, okay.
0: but That's fair.
5: Um you know, I would say once you get up into like, you know, the 70s and stuff was such a horrible time frame of oh, vehicles, yeah. you know what I mean? And the 80s and and I really don't, you know, I'm not going to make a rat rod out of Night
0: Rider. I mean, they're just there's <laughs> nobody for it. it a, a I rat rod from the factory. Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah I mean, there's just Night Rider does not appeal to me that way. So, you know
0: what I mean? All right, so let's just say the cutoff date is probably either 62 or 65, because I think. Are you familiar? You're familiar with Billet Proof, right?
5: Oh yeah.
0: All right, Billet Proof cuts it off at 65. So I, I'd say I would go with 65. I think that's fair, don't you?
5: Yeah, I think um, you know. There's a lot of guys that are building. Like I'm a I'm a I'm like a 67 8 69 70 71 72 Chevy fan. Like I I really like the the that year.
0: Okay, a bodies um, Chevelles and stuff.
5: Yeah, there's there's guys that are slamming them on the ground and leaving them patinaed, and they look really cool. I mean, yep. It's just it's just kind of a you know I mean like I just think anything past the 70s are probably pretty much out of the game. You know, but. I'm not one to be making any rules about that. You know what I mean? I think just bring what you got. If it's if it's night riders, then don't come. But if it's <laughs> you know, <laughs>
2: all right. I'll
0: tell you what. Let's cut it off at 72 then, because that because yeah, we we own sure 72 you know. cars. There you go. Hey, real quickly yeah. now. We got we got about 10 minutes left or so. Tell us about the TV show. How'd that all come about because that is a great show.
5: Well, um, you know, we uh, it's just been a long haul. You know, I, I kind of I built a couple of cars. There were some people interested. Um, you know, I've been up and down. Um, I don't know anybody. I wasn't, I didn't know anybody in the TV world. I mean, this is something that just basically came to me, um, in the last year and a half. I had some friends down in California that these guys were looking for a show and they said, well, call my buddy, Steve. He's pretty, you know, he's been doing this stuff for a while. You know, you know, you'll, you'll know his cars, um, They hit me up and and said, we want to do this. At that point, I was like, you know, I'm kind of burned out. I don't really care if I even do it, you know. Uh But I said, come on down. We'll shoot a pilot, whatever. They did it. It took about a year, six months, eight months or a year probably to to get an answer. Um, They struck interest all through Canada. um, USA picked it up. And here we are, you know. And then uh, we did did some eight brutal builds that were built. I think our longest build took us 14 days. I'm talking from the ground up. Built the frame, built the motor, put the tranny in it, pulled trannies out of other cars. I mean, we we made it work. Um, there was, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, well, you're in the TV world. You know, you got elves that come in and do all your work for you. Well, <laughs> guess what, buddy? It didn't work that way. And if there's anybody that don't believe me, just come on down here. I mean, there's there's five guys in the shop that are, you know, super passionate about what they do and, um, you know, how much work they put into these vehicles. And this is a real thing. I mean, we really only had a budget to do it in that time frame, So, you know, we knocked it out. I mean, it was, it was like going to war, you know what I mean? And every day was a battle. We were working 16, 18 hour days, you know, just seven days a week. I mean, I think I went four months straight and took two days off. So it was, it was a lot of work, you know, but we knocked it down. We did it. We're hoping we get a little more time this next year, so we can, you know, spend a little bit more time and be a little more relaxed on what we're doing.
0: Now, but, who's, how did, how did, as far as now because every show is a little bit different. So how does the, uh, do the do they write a script? Do you just kind of kind of wing it? Do you uh, who just determines what you're going to build and and give us a little insight there?
5: Well, let me tell you something. This basically was our first year. Right. You know, you got you got a production company that doesn't really know anything about cars, and then you got. Um, a bunch of rowdy fabricators that build cars on the other side and talk about clashing. Like <laughs> you know, they, they want you to do certain things and I'm trying to tell them we can't, cause we don't have time for that. So to be honest with you, we, we winged it and um, there wasn't a whole lot of scripting going on. I mean, you know, we have to make TV. So it makes sense of what's going on to people that don't know right. a bunch about cars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but to knock it out the way that we did it we basically just said turn your camera on and follow us around you want drama you want you want drama we got to build this car in 10 days you're going to see all kinds of drama <laughs> i mean we're doing the impossible like i never thought that we could do it you know it was, uh, it was just it was a struggle, but, you know, we had a good production company. That, I think the production company that, that actually did it edited it really well due to the fact that, you know, we, we would do 80 freaking hours of filming and narrow it down to 43 minutes here in America. So, you know, we missed out on a lot of the fabbing. You know, there's a lot of things that I, I kind of like to see. I'd like to see more of the car, you know what I mean? Like, I worked my butt off to put details into this car and it doesn't show it on TV. Well... I think if it was more of a car show, it wouldn't be Discovery Channel. It'd be more of like a a show that's on a different channel where you can walk through it. You know what I mean? But you got characters like my cousin Dave. He's super funny on the show. And, you know, Dan, you know, this guy's a real dude. I've known this guy for 20-some years. I mean, he's a real mechanic. He's hardcore. Um, My little brother-in-law, Justin, is, you know, he's just... he's. You know, I've known him since he was 10 years old. I was married to his sister at one point. um, But... Our family never separated. You know, I'm still good friends with my ex-wife. And, you know, it's all good. That, that whole area of, of him being with me is like he's like my little brother, you know. And, um, you know, Travis, I mean, I've known this guy for years. You know, I mean, he worked for my dad at one point in the steel yard. So all these guys have lots of over 30 years of history with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of them things where you're – you know, you just develop this relationship with these guys, and, and they're, they're willing to go to the end with you, you know, especially when you show them that you are willing to, to go as far as you can with them. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice everything, and they know that. And I wouldn't ask them to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. And I think that's what keeps our team so strong, to be able to produce this and make this happen. Do they set so,
0: Do they set parameters on what you can build and give you budgets, or do you do, you, do they just say go uh, knock yourselves out?
5: Well, what I do is I have a budget that I have to work within with the production company to keep my guys going as far as talent fees, mm-hmm. and then the customer usually brings me their vehicle and brings me money, and then I have to try to build it within their budget. Okay. Well, this first year, I had to just take a beating because you know we wanted to get it on TV and show people what you can do. Okay. Um, You know, unfortunately, for the next people that come on, I mean, their cars are going to be a little bit more money because we just can't build them that cheap. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just it's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy to be able to build a car in ten or twelve days anyway. But the amount of detail that goes into them in those short amount of time is crazy. Like I look back on it right now, and I'm thinking. I'm a I feel like a beast like I can't believe I just went through all that <laughs> with these guys that I have I don't feel like there's anything we can't do after that you know what I mean and um but it, it does it makes you strong and it makes you feel like you can conquer the world and I you know if I thought I was kind of a car guy before I feel like I'm a super I think I'm I'm there. I think I've earned it now, you know what I mean? And I feel like I'm I'm solid and, and I think everybody in the shop feels the same way. Like we all feel super solid and we don't we don't have anything to hide, you know, at this point. It feels good. I mean, even though it about killed me. I mean it wore me out. I feel beat to death, but I feel super strong right now.
0: Well, it's you got a lot of team camaraderie. SEMA. SEMA takes place there in the fall in, uh, in, uh, Las Vegas there. So, uh, have yeah. you, you, you've had some cars there at SEMA before, haven't you?
5: Yeah, you know, I, uh, 2009, I brought my Diamond T and my D-Rod down there, um, put it in there. It did really good. We had a lot of good response. Um, you know, I was just new to everything. I didn't really know nothing. I was just there to just be in SEMA. I mean, who doesn't want to be at SEMA? SEMA's like, you know, I tell everybody that don't know who a SEMA is, I go, SEMA's like the Super Bowl of car world. I yep. mean, like, if, if you're not there, you're nobody. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you got to at least show up and walk around. I mean, come on. And um, uh, this last year, we brought in a 54 cab over that we did that we rear engine mounted a uh, uh, 1954 it is a 54 GMC. We rear engine mounted a six cylinder Cummins diesel that industrial injection built for us to put in this thing. Um, Turbo 400. We just put it to the rear end that was in the truck. Um, it was really cool. The the truck I think did like the top 25 truck the SEMA, which was cool. I mean, here here's a guy that came in here with you know say, Thirty thousand bucks and built this cab over, put it in the middle of all these beautiful cars, and we win the top twenty-five. I got McGuire's over there wanting to do a interview with me. I'm thinking, what part of this truck do you want to whack? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but McGuire's was interested, and they came over and talked to me, and it was really cool, you know, to think that it brought that kind of attention to, you know, you're dealing with guys like Boost that are just. You know, I mean, look at the stuff this guy builds. I mean, stuff's just super awesome and really painted, and it looks beautiful, and then you plop off some pile of junk in the middle of all this stuff, and people are just like, this thing is so cool. You know, but it is. It's, it's, it's different. It's bagged on the ground with 20-inch wheels. It's got this, you know, 500-horse Cummins diesel behind the cab, completely exposed like you're hauling it down the road. I mean, it's cool. you have to go to my website and check it out. I mean, it's, it's neater than me, so huh?
0: Steve, we're just about out of time. If you want to go ahead and plug your website real quick, go ahead and do that. In fact, one moment. Wait, 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 wait. Alan, you wanted to say something real quick?
3: Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, if you ever have Jamie Presley at your shop, I got two words for you. Dust devil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah,
5: what, if Jamie Presley shows up at my shop, nobody's going to
0: see me here for about a week. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, go ahead and plug your website and then uh, and your TV show. Do that real quick.
5: Uh, the TV show is Vegas Rat Rod um, in America. They're supposed to show three more episodes. I don't know when they're going to do it. Um, we should know something in probably the next month on our next season. Um, also, uh, welderup.com. If you just go to there, please buy some shirts for my sister. Cause, cause so she'll stay working for me. <laughs> okay. her. I'm completely not in business anymore. So. But you can check it out go to our website go to our facebook we try to keep up on instagram and our facebook and things like that um but yeah go check it out there's some cool cars on there We'll as we're building more in the shop i'll post some pictures of them so everybody can see what we're doing in the shop and things like that. But There's some really cool stuff
0: coming out of here right now. Super, super. All right. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and tune into our show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on the Tantalk Radio Network, okay? Be sure and tell your friends. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Golfstream Motorsport. And don't forget to visit our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Check out our events page. There's a lot of stuff going on. Don't forget all the stuff that I mentioned. You know, again, Wednesday night, Test and Tune, Thursday night, Quaker State, Friday night, Biff Burger, and uh, uh, and uh, Boston Market, whatever, and all those other cool shows around here. Hopefully, I'll see some of you guys at the car shows and at some of the music festivals coming up. And I guess that's about it, Alan, right? So maybe. Yeah, that's but, it for tonight. That's <laughs> it for tonight. Okay, so anyway, hey, in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.
1: There's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can.
2: Downtown Dave.
1: I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio.
2: WTAN Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay.
4: Listen.